Welcome to the first episode of the series, The Exploration and Impacts of Gender and Sexuality, an LGBTQ plus podcast. This is going to be a five-part series about different examples of what it meant to be queer in America, the way it was viewed, and how it was impactful. So I thought I may as well start from the very beginning, which is why in this episode we are going to be covering the establishment of gender roles in the first English colonies. First of all, let's take a look at some of the gender roles in the indigenous Powhatan tribe of which the colonists encountered because their views on gender were very different. In the Powhatan tribe, men were considered life takers while women were considered life sustainers. Both, while tasked with different jobs and responsibilities, were laborers and in very strong physical shape. Men would hunt, fish, and build canoes while women were more focused in agriculture. They would weed and plant the fields, they harvested crops like beans and corn, and they gathered berries and firewood. Women provided about 75% of the calories consumed by the tribe. They were nurses, they were artists, they were barbers, and they were caretakers too. They worked in the fields with their babies strapped to their backs in cradle boards, they built homes, they butchered and cooked meat, and they baked. They were responsible for so much, and they were very highly respected within their community. In fact, the Powhatan tribe had a matrilineal system, which meant that things like property, wealth, and political power were passed through the female line. Now, the English colonists had very different expectations for gender. Their society was patriarchal, meaning that men and only men held political and social power. They owned and farmed their land, they made legal decisions, and their property was passed down the male line. While men were acknowledged for their economic role, women were thought to be destined for a domestic role. A woman was valued for her marriage to a man, her birth of many children, and her care of a large family. However, despite their low class status, they did in fact make considerable economic contributions. They spun cloth, they turned butter, They made candles and soaps, and they tended to livestock like cows and chickens. And at the time, one of women's most powerful oppressors was religion. Religious institutions were controlled by men, and a lot of the Christian teachings preached virtue, modesty, humility, and submission to women. They were taught that they were physically and mentally inferior to men, therefore their only real purpose was maternal and that the pain and sometimes even death that came with childbirth was simply something they were destined to do. The idea that the colonists had on gender is significant because it plagues us even to this day. Gender equality has come a very long way. However, these ideas about masculinity and femininity remain ingrained in our society. We continue to live with the constraining and often underlying belief that masculinity is what makes a person strong and authoritative, and that femininity is a sign of weakness and submission, and that you have to cater to those roles in order to belong. It describes gender and gender expression in a very fixed manner, which is something that even I have had trouble with personally. When I define certain ideas of gender that have been placed on me because I'm female, a lot of times I just end up catering to male ones instead. I tend to express myself as more masculine, Um, I usually take leadership roles in groups, I don't like being emotional in front of people, and I can be competitive. But, But by only acting in a typically masculine manner, 
I have a lot of trouble letting myself be feminine. While it's something that I want to do, I have trouble letting myself experiment with stuff like makeup. I don't wear any other nail polish colors except black. And I rarely ever wear brightly colored or feminine clothing. And these are very small aspects of expression. However, because I've inherently associated it with weakness, I don't allow myself to go outside of my masculinity. This is an example of how the establishment of the patriarchy has negatively impacted our society. It does not like when people go outside of the tiny little gender box that they've been given. And in my case, it does not like when people incorporate aspects of masculinity and femininity. While this affects everyone, it especially works to oppress members of the LGBTQ community. It's very cis-normative, meaning it favors those who are cisgendered. And its idea of sexuality being a gendered behavior is inherently homophobic. It's very important to understand that homophobia and transphobia, which is going to be depicted a lot in this podcast, stems from the patriarchy. With that being said, I'll be concluding this episode here. I have talked for, it's been 7 minutes and 30 seconds, however, I've made like 8 billion mistakes, so I don't know how long this has been, I really don't know, and I'm angry with society. However, I really enjoyed recording this first episode of the podcast, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Make sure that you drink some water, and have a wonderful rest of your day.